Welcome to Blackbird, a podcast about finding yourself and happiness again. We're here to shed light on loss at a young age and to help others feel less alone. I'm Katie Flame. And I'm Erin Hansen. Welcome to episode 19. 19! Arjun! It's <laughs> <laughs> a throwback. <laughs> it's always like hard to think of like fun ways to be to like introduce the episode like we're like 19 <laughs> it's just like kind of just go on I feel like we should just stop just be like welcome to episode 19 like that's what it is but the pe- <laughs> give the people what they want what, what do I they say. want do they like that do they like that <laughs> we don't know <laughs> do you like that well 19 here we are 19 and then we have 20 and then we will put a wrap on season one which is crazy so it's exciting how's it how's the week um it's been good it's just been a lot going on I feel like it's one of those you know one of those times in your life I feel like this is always my life but it's like one of those times in your life that I'm overworked (laughs) right you're like am I ever gonna sleep again I don't know. Is it going to happen? And I like this little back issue going on where I'm pretty sure it's just like a stress knot. And, um, you know, Newman said to me, uh, why don't you get a massage? And I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, pull that time out of my ass and then go get one. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually could have slapped him. I was like, and when am I having that? When am I getting that done? He was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> he meant well in oh, theory. He mean well. I just need some icy hot for the love of God. <laughs> but yeah, it's been good. It's um it's just been a lot going on. It's always it's about to be um, you know, report card time for me, which is always a stressful time. <laughs> and, you know, uh just like just everything going on. But at least it's spring and the weather is kind of breaking. And yeah. so it feels, I mean, we, it's still chilly outside for sure, but it's, it's felt pretty good the last few days. Yeah. I'm heading to Florida and <sighs> it will be around 80 by the time we leave to come home. So it's going to be a gradual incline over the next couple of days. So I'm definitely looking forward to like a good 70 something degrees. I was going to say, and you're going to a wedding. You're going down for a wedding. Yeah, I'm going for my cousin's wedding. She's a little baby of 22 years old. Aww. Yeah. A little baby. So I'm I'm excited, but... I mean, I was only 21 when I got married. Or no, 22. Yeah. <laughs> like, how old was I? <laughs> 22. Yeah, I mean, they've been together for quite some time now. And hey, you know, to each When you know, a... you know. Hopefully she's not hosting Blackbird in eight years. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm kidding. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Bless her and her fiancé. Yes. I love her. Um, So is the wedding outside? uh, Good question. I have no idea. (laughs) No. I I just wasn't sure if they – I mean, I guess their weather is kind of risky right now too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be about 75, which is perfect. Oh, my Um, gosh. It's going to be so nice. Yeah, so I, I think the ceremony is outside, and then the reception is inside, but who knows? We'll see. But I'm excited. It'll be it'll be fun, you know, some family time, enough oh, family yeah. to have fun, enough family time to be Come home. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice to visit, but it's 
nice to go home. Exactly. Yeah. One no, of my, that will be good. Yeah, one of my 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 younger girlfriends. Whoop whoop. She's coming to take care of my little fur baby. So I'm very appreciative. I was just I was just about to say, and you have a babysitter for the weekend. <laughs> That's yeah. like, I mean, you're like, I love you, but Mama needs a break. Oh yeah, we we definitely need we need some some breakage in this household. So yeah, I, I mean think, it happens to everybody. Kind of at that point, so it'll be nice. It'll be a nice little getaway. I have like major spring fever right now, so the thought of like being somewhere warm with where, where the sun is on you feels so. Just the thought just makes me feel instantly jealous and hate you. So enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome. Uh, so we've like gone back and forth about um, what we should do, what we should talk about tonight. And, you know, we kind of like have said, well, we want to wrap up the season, especially next, next episode, which is going to be episode 20. Um, put it all in like a little neat package with a little bell on top of it, but it's kind of a hard. Yeah. But, well, we don't um, want it to be, we don't want it to be an end end. Right. Right. No. Cause it's not the end. It's just, you know, a season wrap up. We want to like leave a cliffhanger. Isn't that what all like good shows do <laughs> so that like it entices you to like come back next year. Maybe we'll like drop a bomb and. That's a I really know, good idea. Make everybody like think about, Oh my God, what is happening? I need to listen next season. Will Newman survive living with Katie? Yeah. <laughs> Find out next season. <laughs> um, has anybody ever thought about will Katie survive living with Newman? Did, you see, my, did you see my snap I sent you? Yes. I sent her I sent her a Snapchat last night. I think it was last I night. Sent, and there's I sent one back. Oh, did you? Well, I don't I haven't been near my phone lately, lady. Um and there's like a hockey stick right behind the front door. And I was like, oh, is that where they're going to stay? <laughs> well, fun fact, when I lived by what I responded to you is when I lived by myself in my apartment, there was a oh. hockey stick by the front door. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Well, he, he had his um, hockey gear bag on the front porch, just, you know, kind of like exploding mm-hmm. on the front porch so that the neighbors could all drive past and see. And I was like, hey, you know, we there is a back porch. <laughs> You want to put it on the back porch? And it needs to be outside because it smells horrific. Oh, my God. It's awful. It's disgusting. Trust me. I've smelled it. So I'm like, <laughs> let's let's keep that on the back porch. And then I – and it didn't move for a little while. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. And then it got moved. And I was like, okay, well, there we go. But it was just funny. So, you know, it's all – you know, it's all a learning process. But yes, will we survive? Dun, dun, dun. Find out next season on Blackbird. Right. I mean, I guess we should have <laughs> saved that for next episode, but whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> My point here, people, is we were like trying to figure out where we should go. And um, we came up with a whole bunch of different, all of a sudden we were like, wait a minute, this and that and this and that. It's like, we have to talk about all of it. So we're kind of, I I feel like we're just going to do like a little like smorgasbord of (laughs) Blackbird Mm -hmm. topics tonight. Um, And so some things that we came up with, we we wanted to touch on just people who grieve differently than you do, because um, that's, that can be really tough, like within your family or, um, I was thinking about people who, and I don't have any experience with this, but um, people who 
like have a spouse and they grieve the loss of their child differently. I know that that's something that really, um, I would love to hear from somebody who's experienced that. And some people really make it out really strong and others, you know, that's, they don't because it is such a different, yeah. So we talked about that and we thought about, um, just people that tell you how to grieve and that's, this isn't just for death by the way, this is also for, you know, dealing with, when we say grieve, we mean just trying to get through, um, a deep loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there are a lot of people that try to tell you what they, what they would be doing or, you know, how you should be doing it. Or maybe you're not moving at the speed that they think that you should be moving. Yeah. That's kind of a big one. I feel like I really do. We'll get into that. that. Um, we also said um, shitty families, <laughs> like I was just out there, like <laughs> shitty families. I actually asked um, one of my good friends um, who I've mentioned her many times, who one of my very good friends who lost her fiance to cancer. Um, and, you know, she's kind of dealt with this, not her family, but his family. Uh, and, you know, you deal with people when that you, you deal with you're the people that you love, you deal with their family because you love them. Right. Right. So, but what happens when they're gone and then it's, it can be really difficult to navigate that world, their world Mm -hmm. without the person that was your connection to them. Um, and so, you know, I said shitty families because, um, she's just, she's had a tough time with them and, and it can be really hard and hurtful. And I've had, you know, some experience with, with certain people, um, that I've just felt like have kind of dropped or abandoned us, um, my daughter and I. So anyway, shitty families. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, um, on top of that, just people telling you, it kind of goes along with the speed, but telling you, you know, Hey Katie, it's been, you know, seven and a half years. Why aren't you dating somebody? Why aren't you married? Why don't you have another kid? Like all mm-hmm. of that stuff. And it's like, great. I don't tell myself that enough, you know, or something right, like right. that. Um, that kind of goes in with like people telling, people telling you how to grieve. Exactly. Yeah. Or like having, having a pace that they feel like you should be at, you know, at a certain point in time. Um, mm-hmm. And then similar things that we kind of, we've always talked about, but last week we definitely talked about a lot of the guilt with guilt and fear with moving on. And, um, you know, even with that comes from way at the beginning, we talked about, uh, you know, dealing with the things. So the material things, letting them go, how do you move on like that? Um, but a lot of, you know, what, what some, what one person does can be very different and is very different than what somebody else might do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thinking about that and all coming down to the differences in each person is really just kind of living their own journey. Yeah. So we're kind of like all in the same, you know, umbrella of topics, but a little bit, a little bit scattered, not our usual, just kind of, you know, straight, <laughs> straight yeah. path. But, um, so, yeah, we, what do we want to jump into first? I guess just people that are, that you deal with that are grieving differently than you. I think that you can probably touch on people who grieve differently than you from a stronger 
I don't know if that's the word perspective as far as the type of loss, as far as um, like death as a loss, I would say for me, it was more so um, the, I felt the judgment in the way that I was grieving. Mm -hmm. So, because I, because it wasn't the, it, you know, it was a death in a way. And I definitely know that people were handling it and dealing with it differently because it was kind of a death in the sense of the group that I, that we've always talked about, like the friend group, some people, you know, wanted to, wanted to slash did deal with it very differently. And I think that people, I mean, like right off the bat, you can guarantee that people grieve differently, no matter who you are, no matter if you're the best of friends or, you know, husband and wife, soulmates, whatever it is, everybody grieves differently than you do. So you got to, you got to realize that right off the bat. And obviously when you're right, you know, in the fresh grief stages, you're not going to realize that, but it can be really tricky. Um, it, It can be very tricky because you might be having a day where, you know, you just want to feel it and you just want to cry and you just want to feel that pain. Um, and sometimes like we've talked about before you, your grief, you know, like we've said, it lets you remember almost like what you lost, what you had and what you lost in like that sick way. Like, I know that sounds like so strange, but it's like, it's such a non-physical, you know, thing that you're dealing with grief. It's, it's, it's an emotional, it's an emotion. And, and when you can feel that, actually feel that pain, it makes you remember what you lost. And not that you haven't remembered what you lost, but sometimes, especially when, you know, we talked about it as you get farther along, you do have those moments where it's not the first thing on your mind and it makes you feel guilty. And sometimes you just want to feel it. Um, And, you know, you might have people that are kind of looking at you like, well, come on, it's time to be happy. Like, let's get moving. Let's get up. Let's be positive. And you're like, no, like, I just want to feel this. I just want to feel this pain for a little bit because I just need to. And sometimes you do just need to. Um, And then, and while you were talking, I also, something that came into my mind was something with my mom, God love her. You know, she, she did the best that she could to try to to help me. I mean, everybody did. Um, But and it it makes me feel bad and guilty when I even think about this or, or say it out loud, I guess. But um, feeling like a, on a day when I felt like I was ready to be happy and positive and then seeing her deal with her grief and, you know, crying and visibly upset and not really pulling out of it, it would in that moment, make me mad almost Mm -hmm. because I also felt, and I do feel sometimes this way, but kind of like protective over my grief. I know Mm -hmm. that that seems strange. No, I totally understand what you're saying. But like, well, it's my loss. Mm -hmm. And even though it wasn't, that's Mm -hmm. just, you know, something that you tell yourself in in that moment, because obviously there were so many people that were affected by you know, Pete's death, but it was like, well, no, it's my loss. And it was my husband who died. And right now I want to be, I want to have a good afternoon. Mm -hmm. I don't want to cry. So stop. 
Mm-hmm. And that sounds so selfish. It's hard for me to even say that out loud. But um, that's it's. I mean, I totally. I and I. I that resonates with with me as well. With which is, I think, kind of what I was thinking about at the beginning, in that when with the divorce, when I would see people well, we're all going to get together and we're going to invite him and we're going to invite you and we're just going to have like a normal night that we used to have. And, you know, basically you're just going to deal with it, which is not at all what anybody would say to me, but it was how I felt. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like you were kind of put in that position not to, I'm not trying to call things out, but I do think that you were. Yeah. And it was like, well, you guys made the decision. This is your decision, but you're not going to change the dynamics that have happened. And I think that that is in a sense, the way that people were grieving. It was like, well, we're going to try to make this still as normal as possible Mm -hmm. for us without thinking about how like uncomfortable and emotional it was And without having, like, necessarily not, I I don't think, I don't like to think that people had ill will at at all, but it was like, well, we like, we like him and we like you guys together and we like the way that life is in this way. And so we're going to try and keep it moving, you know, the way that it, that it is because we're Because that's what makes. Yeah, we're also feeling it and we're also dealing mm-hmm. with it. And I, I mean, I experienced that with friends and family. Um, you know, my, my dad got along with him very, very much. It was very hard to tell him. He, he was really upset. I mean, not that my mom wasn't, but you know, it's a guy thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, my, when my aunt I'm very close with and, and she had a very hard time. And, and also like I've mentioned, divorce isn't something it's like one other person in my close like immediate immediate ish family has ever been divorced um obviously I have cousins and things that have been but it was like a very unchartered territory mm-hmm. and so it was it was it was it was hard I, my mom was actually really good with it though she was like yeah you know it happens and it's you know it's not we don't want you to be upset. That was the main thing was, was, was how I was feeling. But, um, but a lot of people I feel like kind of did that, you know, suck it up with your broken heart. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, you made this decision. You made this bed. Now you're going to lie in it. And I, well, I don't think it was as malicious as that. I know that that does it. I do not believe at all that it was malicious, but at the same time, I think it was a little bit thoughtless and in the, you know, and like, like exactly what you said. Well, you you guys chose this. It's not going to stop our feelings for each of you. And I think that that was unfair. I do. I think that that is unfair. And if you're experiencing that right now, like I'm sorry because I do think that that puts you in an awkward situation emotionally. And you know, when you're going through a divorce, I mean, obviously I've never been through one, but I I was with you every step of the way. You're vulnerable. And oh think- yeah. Yeah, and things like that can just really set you back. I will say something though. In it, it, uh, we were the first in our friends group that that this happened to, and mm-hmm. since then there have been multiple others 
which has been awful to really see, to be honest, because you never, obviously, you never want that to happen. Well, you kind of paved the way. You were like the... I paved the the way. Just exactly how I want it. The frontier woman. Yeah. No, there's a word that's like literally on the tip of my tongue that I'm thinking of. You were a pioneer. I was John Smith. (laughs) John Smith of of divorce in the the friend group. Is that John Smith? Whatever. He came and robbed the Native Americans. (laughs) Let's sing Pocahontas. In 1607, we sailed the open seas for glory, God, and gold, and the Virginia Company. Thank you very much. I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, fourth grade teacher. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) um, Thank a teacher. But I will say this. I think that as awful as it felt sometimes to being – I'm LOLing at my Pocahontas reference. Um, <laughs> I'm nerding out. That's awful. Nerdle. I'm sending out a nerd alert SOS. It's okay. <laughs> everybody who knows me that listens to this already knows that, and everybody who's been listening for the past, like, six months yeah. knows it as well. Yeah, that's true. At least All I right. didn't sing. Just saying. Yeah, just kind you of could have. Um, <laughs> I wrapped it. <laughs> yeah. We did a little didn't didn't didn't. <laughs> right, right. Um, however, what I was gonna say is that it sucked being the pioneer of that. Mm-hmm. But in seeing other friends having gone through that since then, mm-hmm. I think that it has given uh like other people. Their, the reactions that they got were much better and much more understanding and heartfelt than yeah. I did. So it was like I kind of was the – it sounds bad – the guinea pig in what what to say and what not to say or yeah. what, what not to do. And then from there, it allowed other people to be treated a little bit more fairly. And I hate saying it like that because I don't want anybody to think that – you hate yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I don't. And obviously, looking back, I understand. And I listened to another podcast that says, you know, people deal with things as best as they can with this, with the tools and knowledge that they have in that time. And yeah. so that's what I, I truly believe, that you can only navigate something with what you have in that moment, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're a horrible, horrible human being, which – Obviously, we know that they exist, but in general, of course. Person, it, it you know they they can only react and and be as best of a person as they can be at that time because they only know to be you know as good as they know to be in that moment. So, I do I, think though that it's something to say, you know, if you are a friend and you are in and and you see friends of yours that are going through a divorce, you know maybe ask them what they want mm-hmm. and maybe ask if it's okay. And I I don't like it when people act like, well, you chose that. That's what you chose. It's like, well, no, I would obviously ultimately, yes, you chose to make the decision to get a divorce, but what's the alternative living in a way that makes you both unhappy? Mm-hmm. Like that's not fair either. And, and you didn't go into it saying, meh, if it doesn't work out, Splitsville, you know what I mean? Like you went into it with genuine, excuse me, oh, I just burped, <laughs> with genuine, 
talk to it with like genuine love and sincerity and you you know so so compassion is the name of the game and you know like you said (laughs) maybe you'll be host of blackbird (laughs) (laughs) we'll show you the ropes (laughs) yeah i said we'll take you under our wings pun intended (laughs) oh my god but yeah, so anyway, we got off on that little tangent, but it's, it's true. It, it, it's, you know, it can hurt and it can feel in that moment, especially like we mentioned the vulnerability in that vulnerable state that you're in, you do feel like it's almost like an attack on you. Oh yeah. Cause I, I definitely, yes, some of it, it can be seen as insensitive uh, yeah. and some of it was not thought out mm-hmm. in actions and things that were said, blah, blah, blah. But I definitely know that I, I took it even harder and even more severe than I, you know, may have in other situations because I was grieving and because I was so emotional and I was feeling all of the feelings Mm -hmm. all at the same time. So I, and we've talked in the past that I was very angry. And so that definitely would spark like a lot of the anger. Well, and I feel like you were also punishing yourself. So, you know, and you were doing a lot of, a lot of that inside, inside of you things that, you know, obviously I don't even know about, um, Mm -hmm. even though I was there with you, but I think that you did that enough on your own. And then, so when something triggered it, it, it was just made so much worse. And it's like, there's only so much beating that one person can do to themselves you know, before they feel like they're just gonna explode. Right. So I think it just, it's again, like you always say, it's, you know, uh, one thing on top of another, on top of another, on top of another, it's the layers. Mm -hmm. And so all of that. So yeah, just, you know, compassion, just have a little compassion. (laughs) If you're out there listening, show a little love. Um, I think that all kind of goes with, you know, also telling you where you should be at, at a certain part of your journey. You know, there are people that want to tell you where you should be and what you should be doing. And, um, and I mean, I, I definitely feel like I had that in one way or another. I don't think anything was ever so much like, uh, um, said to me so much that like actually like, like still resonates with me. You know, some people, times you hear things and you're like, oh, oh yeah. I'll never forget that. Oh, there's some things I'll never forget. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for me too, but (laughs) for this particular, for this particular thing, I mean, obviously you're going to have comments from people that are like, oh, the the ones that I can't, you're just so young and beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's, you're going to find, you're going to find something else and you're going to find somebody else. Like, don't give up. Maybe you should get out there again. And it's like, shut up. I'm not ready to get out there, Susan. Mm-hmm. I just want to be right where I am right now because I'm fucking sad. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't really care. There is no future for me. I'm dead inside. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I mean it's true. I know. All, come on. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, whether, okay, or even in the same, you're moving too fast. Mm-hmm. What am I? I'm moving too fast. I'm moving too slow. Nobody's ever going to move just right. So that makes me think of a um, Casey Musgrave song. Mm-hmm. I it's, do love her. 
um, follow your arrow. Mm. So it's basically like, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. That's mm-hmm. actually, she says that in the song. It's I'm- like, yeah, either you're moving too fast, you're moving too slow. Um, you know, she's like, if you can't lose the weight, then you're just fat. If you lose too much, you're, then you're on crack. Like, it's right, like right, right. people can never just accept that you're at the pace that you're at and it's the way it's the pace that you should be at for where you are and who you are. I feel like Casey Musgraves kind of like came out on the scene really right when you and I needed her the most and her and her songs are so perfect. They're just, they're so real and, and oh, I just love her. Her lyrics are so good and she's got a cute little sound too, but yeah. I remember when that song came on and you and I are like, <laughs> preach, mm-hmm. <laughs> preach. Another good true. one is biscuits. Another <laughs> Wait, good which, one is uh, cup the... of tea. <laughs> oh my God. There's see, you're oh. so much better with remembering the names of songs. I can be like, Oh my God, it's the one that talks about this. And, then, <laughs> and I forget. So I would be a terrible like radio DJ. She talks all about like just just minding your own business, like being your mm-hmm. own self. If you want to do something, then do it. You know, don't worry about somebody else's life, like live your own and let them like live mm-hmm. and let live. And that's, I think that's what it comes down to is like, everybody's, you know, everybody grieves differently and everybody is on their own road at their own time and dealing with whatever is in front of them based on all of the past that they've had in themselves and where they are right now. And, you know, well, and from, and from our experience, when they're ready to pull out of it, they will pull out of it. Now that's not always going to be the case. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely that fine line of saying, okay, it's been 12 years (laughs) and you're still in the bed with the covers Mm -hmm. over your head you know, let's, let's go get some help. I actually just recently listened to something on, um, on this podcast that I listened to and they were talking about, um, just this, this woman who was dealing with severe, um, postpartum depression. And she said her friends were all like, you need to get help. Like you really have to get up and get help and not even realizing, well, they can't, like she can't get up and get help. She doesn't have the mental capacity right now to get up and get help. And so, you know, you, you have to watch that fine line of, are they doing, are, are, are they showing abnormal behaviors Yeah. in their grief? Grief is an abnormal journey. So it's like really hard to follow that, navigate that, but, you know, watching out for somebody who is obviously, um, not seeming like they're on the road to healing. Yeah. And I know I've mentioned it before, but there is a thing, complicated grief, which Mm -hmm. is essentially over time, you know, you have, you experience a loss and you experience grief over time. And we've talked about like the, the feelings ease, Mm -hmm. it's possible to quote unquote, accept it and move forward, whatever, as we've talked about in the past, whatever that looks like for you. Um, but sometimes people don't have that ability. It's just like yeah. completely debilitating and they, it just doesn't ever get better at all, mm-hmm. like in any way. And that is a point when obviously it can be disordered in, in that sense. And that's when like severe help is needed. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, that's like what you're saying with like the 12 years down the road. Yeah. I, I Like, what do you think is, because I'm just trying to think about what's like, quote unquote, normal, you know, and I guess that's really hard to say because everybody's like journeys are so different, but I mean, do you I think, think it's just like were, a feeling? Well, I think like if you're despondent still, you know, if here to me, if I'm looking at you and it's like, okay, we're seven and a half years down the road, you're able to talk about Pete. You're able to like keep living quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you're productive, you go to work, you raise your child, you eat, you exercise, you're kind of living a, you know, no, once again, quote unquote, normal, normal, life, yeah. but you still think about him. You still miss him. You still cry. You still, yeah. you know, honor his birthday or, you know, whatever holidays and things like that. It's like, you're still missing that person obviously. And you'll never forget about them and you long for them, but you're still able to keep your life going and, mm-hmm. Like you've said in the past, you deserve that, you know, to keep moving. I think if yeah. you were completely you, – you hear those stories where somebody's completely stunted and halted in that place. I don't want to say too much because it doesn't all necessarily well, there's nothing. I, I feel like it's going to be. Right. I feel like there's just not like uh, – you can't really characterize things in such a specific way. It's more of like like what you're saying you know, are you able to function mm-hmm. after, you know, a certain amount of time? Are you able to feel happiness? Mm-hmm. Are you able to, um, if moving on in the sense of finding another love is what you want, are you able to do that? Right. You know, not everybody wants that again. Right. And that's totally, you know, that doesn't say like, oh, she never married again. That doesn't mean, but that just might, that, you know, Every person's different, just like what we just talked about with the grieving and things. But so I think that maybe if if you're if you're seeing a friend who they're stuck in a cycle, that like vicious cycle, and they seem like they're never getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not saying it's been three months, <laughs> right? This is maybe saying it's been you know three plus years. Yeah. Um, it, it's again, it's, I feel so foreign for me to not foreign. That's the wrong word. It feels so wrong for me mm-hmm. to say, this is your specific time frame. But I think that you can see you, it is all about gut, your gut. And yeah, like, yeah. you, if you I think know that's somebody, what I'm trying to say, yeah, if you know somebody well, you know, what seems you know, normal. And I hate to say that word, but it's just easy. I remember, and I mentioned this, that the night that Pete passed away, coming over to your house and looking at our other close girlfriend and saying, we're never going to get out her out of this. Like it seemed, obviously it was the the night of, it was like in that moment, seeing you in that way, it was like, there's no way in hell that we're ever going to get ever going to feel good and happy and normal again. Mm -hmm. And if you still feel like that, you know, however, however long down the road where it feels like, no, you know, we should be somewhat enjoying life, even if we're still sad on the other hand, like, I feel like you have to just kind of 
it's going to go be with your, it's going to be yeah, different. Go with everything. your gut. Yeah, exactly. But you know, and, and there are times when I still don't, I, I think I'm very different from who I was before. Not very, I guess I shouldn't say like I'm very different, but I am different from who I was before, okay. but it's, you know, I've kind of like accepted that those differences because that's just who I am now after, after losing him. But, um, I agree with you. I think it is just more of like a gut instinct. Um, and kind of like what I was saying about listening to that other podcast, if, if that's, if it feels like your gut is telling you they need some help that I can't provide to them, like getting them that help because people really some, like when I first got into counseling, I had no idea in the world that that's what I needed. I, I couldn't even put those thoughts together. My mom got me into counseling. She set up the appointment. She drove me there. She dropped me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I actually went to hospice. Um, I, th- I think I've mentioned it on here before that hospice is an option for um, for grief counseling. Yeah, I think and, um And it's, it's actually interesting because it is – you can be any – at any stage – um, or any, you know, any amount of time out from that loss. So like, let's just say now I, I'm almost eight years after Pete's death. I could go now. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, they are really a, a great organization. Like I, I must say, and, um, I just had such a great experience going there, but mm-hmm. anyway, I had no idea. My mom made the appointment. She, I didn't even know she made the the appointment. She was just like, I think that you need to get into some counseling. You know, I set this up for you. Will you go? And I was just like, huh? Okay. You know, and, and she just kind of took me and went and, and that's what you need to do for, for somebody because if this person isn't even, I mean, I can remember having to set an alarm for when I would eat. So mm-hmm. if I couldn't even remember when I had to eat, there's no way in hell that I'm going to go, mm, okay, counseling appointment, let's make that, you know, or doctor. Right. Um, so, you know, go with your gut instinct, but recognizing also that people are going to be faster or slower in, in the journey than what you might think is acceptable or what would be right for you. Yeah. Even though I kind of feel like you don't really know unless you've lived it. <laughs> I agree. You can say all you want. I mean, and that's that's like anything. That's any type of relationship or oh my God, yes. life event. And it's like, yeah, you think, okay, if, you know, X, Y, and Z happened, this is what I would do. But guarantee that if you're in it and it actually happens, it's going to be completely different what you actually do. I was actually thinking about what you said with – um like judging people. You were talking about that at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And when you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, I sometimes still find myself doing that. Not as much. Yeah. It's it's human nature to make a snap judgment about whatever. But I think it's a matter of if you are able to uh, you know, a second later or whatever – like objectively look at it and be like, I was making a judgment. I don't even know this person. I don't even know this thing. I don't even, you know, and then it's, it's normal. It's just normal. It is what it is. It's a matter of if you're an asshole about it. And if you then put your judgment out into the world, 
to like actually make a statement about it before you really know like before you actually know know yeah know something so I do feel like I am definitely not as quick to do that anymore I mean trust me I'm not perfect but I feel like I'm better what? with it I know <laughs> can you believe it breaking news breaking news Katie is not perfect <laughs> um find out next <laughs> uh, next season on that <laughs> reasons why she is not perfect oh my god (laughs) I also I had a moment tonight where I made a snap judgment about somebody and um it was of course like I'm on the you know we we've done our toxic episodes and we've talked about these all these people and all this you know crap and drama and all that stuff and um uh Newman was telling me a story about two people that he works with and I don't know. It was basically like a, they're a couple and they got into a fight and he started, you know, accusing her of like sleeping with other people and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, and I, I wasn't just thinking it. I said, oh, she probably is. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, kind of looking at me like, okay, like, well, she's my friend. And I'm like, mm. I was like, I don't trust her. I, why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> so, and I went with it I was just like "Hmm, yeah well you never know it was like trash like that I was like what the hell I was also hungry so I think that's to blame and then when we ate I literally stopped and I was like by the way (laughs) sorry for judging your friends I feel like that was really bad I'm proud of you you would not have done that in the past no I would have kept going with my head held high stuck to your guns stuck to my guns is that right I mean yeah, I meant my apology. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I I was just kind of like, I, I just said, wow, I can't believe, like, I just truly just judged the hell out of that poor woman. And I have no idea. So, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, breaking news, Katie's not perfect. But, um, <laughs> red flashes. <laughs> But right, but I've had, I mean, I've had moments like that where I look at people. I've not necessarily like judged people on their grief journey. I've sometimes been jealous. <laughs> like we were watching a show. Um, oh God, I can't think of the name of the show. It was like some sh- stupid drama where they, um, these people had disappeared on the plane. Do you know what I'm talking about? They no. had disappeared on the plane and then they came back like four years later or two Lost? years later. No, not that. I don't even know what that's about. I don't know. This is a new one. It's only like in its first season. But, um, and the people were, the people came back to their regular lives, but everybody thought that they were dead. So they came back to their regular lives and like the, most of them were like remarried and it was honestly, and I, I was like, okay. How long has this been again? I think it had been like two years or something like that. And I was like, okay, two years. You're completely have this new life. And I was actually jealous of them. I was like, here I am seven years later. <laughs> and I, you know, it's, I, yeah. know I was judging them. I was just like, what's the secret? Give it to right. me. Like, or like, this is not real. Oh, I, I did say that. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> And like the one was married, remarried to like the the one that died's best friend, and I'm like, oh, shut up! Mm-hmm. I'd kill you. <laughs> I'd come back from the dead, haunt you. Oh, but but like, so I do. I, I think would take care of Pete. 
Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Just get it. But yeah, I just I think that sometimes I do feel a little bit like maybe jealous of people's journeys. Like that, that's that's what's wrong with me? <laughs> Why? Yeah, that's interesting. I think that go- kind of goes back to what you were saying before about how we're already hard enough on ourselves. Like our internal yeah. voice is always – we're always talking to ourselves and like you should be here. You shouldn't do this. You should – all the shoulds and woulds and coulds and all that. And mm-hmm. it's like so when you see it externally or when you hear it from somebody else, it's like, well, I'm already telling myself all of that. And then here somebody is like reaffirming what I'm already telling myself. So it must be true. Yeah, yeah. And it's like no, it just, you know, whatever. It might be a society or – people's opinions or whatever yeah no um, I know what you mean that kind of goes with should be at a different place than we are I think oh always and that kind of goes with uh you know letting things go like materialistically and things and we've we've talked a lot about that but it's the same thing like well where should I be right now And, and I have a friend who's dealing with that right now well I should be I should have his things out of my house I should but who who says that? Okay, she made it into the garage. That's a big step. Right. You know, and if they sit there for another year, then they sit there for another year. But she's she's very hard on herself about it. And she says she's just got so much guilt in getting rid of them. And and I can understand that, but it's it's that same like that self um, you know, you're beating yourself up and and if she still has his things in, you know, 15 years, mm-hmm. then you just still have his it, – I mean, who's to say that you can't hold hold on to that mm-hmm. unless obviously it's causing pain or it's holding back from, yeah, quote, you know, whatever, moving on with her life. I, I don't want to – you know what I mean by that. I and I don't think that it is. Yeah. But, yeah, then that's one thing. But if it's – you have things because I, – I like to hold on to things. They – I have yeah. – I have – you know, and my fiance hates it and he always says things about it. But I have like T-shirts from yeah. like past people, not my not my ex-husband, but um, just for things. And, and they've become mine because they've been mine for so long that yeah. it's like I don't – yes, I'm like, yes, it was so-and-so's. But they're now mine and they've been mine for, you know, five, six, however long years. So it's it's funny because it's like – you know, I, 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 you can have those things, but it doesn't mean that if it's not stopping you, if it's like, yeah, oh, I can't have these things. And then if it's causing else. you, yeah, if it's causing you anxiety. Right. Right. Then like that's if it's something like, different. I'm having his, I'm keeping his things in here because then I'm guarding myself against having to, you know, feel the pain of losing, of letting them go right. or like keep on going and, and yeah, you know, living a healthy, happy, full life as much as you can. My friend and I, that I was just, that I was just talking about her and I were actually talking about this a couple weeks ago. So I cleaned out my, um, drawers in my room (laughs) and I got like seven or eight bags of like trash bags full of clothes to, um, to donate. And so when I was doing that, obviously I came across something like peach shirts I mean, I'm never the ones that I have. I'm not getting rid of them. I even actually just from um, from that little clean out session, I just gave some to my daughter so that she can like wear them to bed oh, and everything. Yeah, but um, 
like there's just things that I'm never getting rid of and I don't care who says any, you know, who says, has anything to say about that. But I, I texted her and I'm like, so what about like exes shirts? Because I have some shirts from like exes and, um, and not my toxic, like, phew, I don't even know. I think I just burned all that stuff in the backyard, but uh, in a burn barrel. <laughs> But she was, she was like, that's country living for you. That's country living. That burn barrel. (laughs) Which I, for the record, do not own. Um, I have seen them, but anyway, she said, she was like, I don't think that you necessarily have to get rid of them. She said, fold them up, put them at the bottom of your drawer and just, Mm -hmm. you know, let them sit there for a while and see what you want to do with them. So I did have a couple from my toxic and get rid of them and I did I got rid of them they every so every once in a while I would wear one in particular there were two and I forgot about the one I just saw it and I was like "Eh, this is going in the trash but (laughs) one I wear all the time because it was like the type of shirt that it was I'm not going to go into that um but every time I would wear it tune in tune in to season two to hear what kind of shirt it was. <laughs> it was a specific sports team shirt. Okay, gotcha. And um and so I every time I would wear it, I would be like, "Okay, I'm fine. I can wear it." It was just go to bed, you know, just a sleep shirt. And every time I would wear it, I would I would have the major anxiety like, "Oh my I'm, god." Him, I'm like, I still have something of his. And so into the trash it went. Let me just Good. Like I I like I why am I doing this right in a shirt are you serious it's not right (laughs) I'm sure you have 80 million other shirts to sleep in I do I do I had that's what one of the things that I realized when I was going through my drawers I was like good god how many more shirts do I have to just go to sleep in right well anyways that was a tangent in another oh my god I feel like we just like word vomited on episode 19 yeah the, 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 i hope that somebody got something out of it. I think the long and the short of it is that people are going to grieve differently than you and mm-hmm. people are going to think that you should be going faster you should be going slower you shouldn't be dating yet you shouldn't be dating that specific person mm-hmm. you should try to work it out with your husband. You should have tried longer in counseling. You, you know, whatever you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be where you are five years down the road, whatever. Like it, it, it can go on and on and on and on, but it comes down to that. Everybody's, as we've talked about many times, everybody's grief journey, whatever that grief journey is, whether it is a breakup, whether it is a divorce, whether it is a death, of a spouse or a fiance or a child or a parent or whatever, whatever it is, whatever kind of loss, it is individual to that person mm-hmm. and that person's history and experiences and all of those layers and where they are in this moment with the knowledge and experience and tools that they have available to them. Mm-hmm. And as much as we think we know better, we don't necessarily know better than – and we most likely don't know better than that person mm-hmm. that's experiencing it. And we and you have to take that into account when you are dealing with people that might be trying to tell you otherwise. And that's really hard to do. 
that's really hard to do when you're, you know, obviously sad and grieving, but, you know, hopefully by listening to us, you can kind of find a little bit of that inner blackbird strength to, to say, yeah, shut up. So fuck I off, was- lady. Fuck <laughs> off, Susan. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> fuck off, Susan. I'm not listening to you. So here's, here's something that I was actually thinking about earlier today, and it, mm-hmm. and it can be a tactic that, um, that some of our listeners can think about using. So my therapist, who I love very much, and I need to go back to because it's been a while, um, which I I feel good about. I feel yeah. I feel good. It was, it's been a long time coming to stand on my own for more than two months at a time. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I can um, do it. Yeah. So she was telling me a story about she and her mom from when she was much younger. And it was something along the lines of every time my therapist would say, I think I'm going to go, you know, move. I'm thinking about moving out West within, you know, a short amount of time. Her mom would say, Hey, you know what? I've looked at this place out in, you know, out West. I think I might move there. My therapist wanted to go to school for social work what do you know? Her mom decided maybe that will be my next career. Maybe I'll go to school for social work. So it was kind of like every time she had this idea, her mom would then in turn have this revelation that that's what she was going to do too. And my therapist had a therapist because we always learn best from having experienced things. Her therapist said, every time your mom says something that you, that is kind of like evoking this anxiety and stress and anger in you. I want you, instead of responding, getting worked up and saying, what do you mean? You know, blah, 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 blah. I want you to just respond with, oh, and leave it at that. And so she said it was awkward at first, but she started doing every time her mom would say whatever she would say, oh, and then slowly, but surely it kind of stopped like what she was saying kind of stopped because you, she wasn't fueling that fire and that conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is that if you have it in you, and obviously it takes a lot of strength, strength and discipline, dis- discipline yeah. I would say. And it's very hard to do it in the moment when you're feeling all of the feelings. But mm-hmm. if somebody is saying, you know, going on, well, you should be doing this or why aren't you doing this? And let I, if I was you, I would be doing this. If you could take a step back and just say, oh, and just leave it. And not in like a sarcastic, like sassy way, but just, oh. Yeah. It kind of takes it's like, how do you respond to that? It cuts it off at the it knees. cuts it off. Exactly. So I always, and I was actually thinking about it earlier today and I'm like, huh, I need to start like really thinking about that. If people are saying things to me and just being like, oh, because it's like, they can't say anything. Like, what can you yeah. say back to that? It's just like, okay, well, you right. haven't, it's you haven't provoked talk. them or you haven't been snarky or. Yeah. So just, yeah. it, it's just the thought and it's such a simple thing, but it's, it's a thought to as a tactic, it, it like calms your anxiety and then hopefully stops the behavior. Exactly. I like it. All right, guys. Well, don't forget to like us on Instagram at blackbird pod and on Facebook at blackbird podcast. Um, email us with your questions, thoughts, and stories at blackbirdpodlove at gmail.com. And um, definitely make sure that if you want to be featured on season two, that you reach out to us and let us know. And we're hopefully going to be, organizing that a little bit um this spring 
Yeah, I'm, I'm probably look out for a survey uh, in the next, let's say, a couple of weeks. Um, I'll probably be posting on Facebook and Instagram. And it's going to ask if you want to be a guest and to tell a little bit about your, you know, your story, just a, a brief blurb and, um, and like the best way to, to contact you. I like it. Share it. Be it. <laughs> <laughs> Who does not want to hang out, especially if we're doing this in the summer in our backyard oasis and you can join with, I mean, at least over Skype or like whatever. And, and we'll you'll be hear back the with like, the yeah, we'll be back with our wine. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who doesn't miss that? <laughs> Also, don't forget We're way to give funnier. a five-star rating and write a review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud. <laughs> Is that a new one? SoundCloud, like if you haven't heard it, SoundCloud. Um, yeah, it helps us know that we are reaching everybody and building this beautiful Blackbird community. All right, lady. So our quote us. Okay, the P- the the PS the Don't PSA. be so don't be so bold. <laughs> All right, the passage tonight is the reality of loss. Here's what I want you to know: this really is as bad as you think. No matter what anyone else says, this sucks. What has happened cannot be made right. What is lost cannot be restored. There is no beauty here inside this central fact. Acknowledgement is everything. You're in pain. It can't be made better. The reality of grief is far different from what others see from the outside. There is pain in this world that can't be che- that you can't be cheered out of. You don't need solutions. You don't need to move on from your grief. You need someone to see your grief, to acknowledge it. You need someone to hold your hands while you stand there in blinking horror, staring at the hole that was your life. Some things cannot be fixed. They can only be carried. So true. Well, that was depressing. <laughs> well, no, I like it. It's it's giving. It's like it's giving you permission to feel it. Yeah. That you're not you're not you know abnormal for feeling this pain, and it does hurt. Sometimes you just need somebody to acknowledge it. Yep, I agree for sure. Well, have a yes. great weekend, everybody. Episode nineteen in the books. Oh, we need to do it. Ready. Woo woo!